What's up, everyone out there? Welcome back to Daily Fantasy Sports, Picks and Bets, and the Mix on the Mayo Media Network here on YouTube, presented by Jock Market, the Daily Fantasy app where you get paid for being smart. So we're getting paid in the shade. It's your host, the big dude with the big mouth from the Big Apple. That's Big Johnny Stud coming to you worldwide from Brooklyn, New York, as always. We're coming out the chair as always. Come on, you know it. I'm the poet. Come on, baby, at John L-A-G-H-E-Z-Z-A on the Bird app. Man, enough about me. We got a lot of work to do and just not enough time to do it. I hope everyone has been enjoying the show. Thank you so much for the feedback, the interaction, and just, wow, the little community that we've been building. Again, there's so much cookie-cutter football info out there. That is the last thing you're going to get here because you know how we do. Me and you, the Cork Stats crew, rate, review, and subscribe to the audio-only pod. We are going to get down and dirty. Make sure you download the Jock Market app. Use the promo code MMN. They're going to front you that first 100 bucks. Match deposit, love it. And if it's free, it's for me. And 100 bucks is more than enough to do damage. Several shots. You're going to get more than one shot at this. I'm absolutely promising you this. We're going to get to the blue chips to start, the top overall projected players. But for the new people rocking the promo, you want to be watching the second segment. It's the penny stocks, those value plays. Really how I think you get fed. You know, how you buddy your bread, baby, in DFS, Daily Play, DraftKings, FanDuel, and of course, in Jock Market, where if you're unfamiliar, the reason why it's so great is it's not a nine-team parlay. And without the big jackpot, it allows you... To play around even. So if you have more of your portfolio profiting than you have losers in your portfolio, you're going to leave as a winner something that you really can't say on DFS. Generally in DFS, if you have three or four losers, we all know you're going home with empty pockets. In jock market, not only can you make like a little bit of money, you could do really well. Luckily for me, even though I did not do very well I didn't get crushed because I had Saquon Barkley. He was cheap. had a big payoff. I think he was the third return on the board. So you could do really well. There are an expanded slate this season, 200 players. So I've been finding more than enough players. All the players we highlight are going to be at 350 or below. And like I'm saying, that 100 bucks would be more than enough to play. Just be looking to make percentage gains. I took the free promo. We're up over 2500 bucks from a free $20. And again, I have not done really well. I got smoked with some weather and baseball. And then, the bad production in football. So what? You just can't get hung up when your risk management is determined and being you know, stringently managed. Like, that's really the key of it with all the information out there right now, people talking about picks and lineups and all this stuff. Not enough people are talking about how to manage this stuff because we are going to lose. Like, that's that's part of it. I seem to be the only handicapper anywhere on social media that loses. I probably talk about losing more than I talk about winning because I think that's really where the lessons are. All right, more than enough of that. We need more of this. It's the fastest show in NFL Absolutely anywhere, and you can take that bad boy to the bank, including the big networks. This is the one-man band. Let's go get it. Like I said, we're going to start with the blue chips. I even put together some graphics for you. The audio only listeners, please feel free to hop over to YouTube. Not only do I think they look good, but it can be good just to 
have all the information in one place. I, we know that this show is packing five pounds of shite into a three-pound box. And you know what? I'm kind of proud of it because you can still go and get the information. It's like, oh my God, this guy's rambling and he lost me. Just go get it. We all know the best players are really, really good. We want to spend more of our time working on the values. Again, if you're new to the show, welcome aboard. Thank you so much. We're using Run The Sims projections. Their work is just awesome make sure you're hopping on with those guys and subbing i absolutely love the work they do so these are the top projected players that's not always enough we're going to work on some application because i think it's price and ownership in dfs which again really directly translates into jock market to identify who we think is going to be great i try and avoid paying up above $8. Again, for all the jack market coverage, I don't think there's enough specific gameplay stuff, and that's really how you get paid, of course, right? I don't know if these people are actually playing the game the way that I am or we are. So, again, if you're unfamiliar, it's daily game. Players are ranked based on total points. Those standings are assigned a separate share value. The best player on the slate returns $25. The one after that returns $20. And it goes on for that third is 18, fourth is 16, fifth is 15, and it continues all the way, all the way, all the way down. Where I like to draw the line for expensive players, like I said, is eight bucks. So they would have to finish in the top 40. 40 out of 200 is in the top five, top fifth, I should say, right? Top 20th percentile. With the ability to return 300%, 3 to 1 as the top player. So that's why I really like to draw up objective parameters. As much as I like these players, for me, Jock Market is less about projections. You get to get that action in DraftKings, where you don't need to be so specific. Because again, there's no inherent leverage in Jock Market, meaning there's no free squares, people. That's why we get paid for being sharp in DK, FD, and all these other conventional sites. When a player is too cheap, the entire market piles on it, the price doesn't move. In jock market, the more popular a player gets, the higher a price goes. So we have to know when to pull the plug. All right, enough of that. Let's get into the quarterbacks. It's Lamar Jackson, Matthew Stafford, Russell Wilson, Derek Carr, Kyler Murray, and Joe Burrow. Why are we stacking them all together? Well, because they're all projected between 20.6 and 22.7. I mean... Even the progenitors of the projection system would tell you to not overreact to any of that. That's not how you're going to get paid in this game, chasing decimal points. That's certainly not how it's done, especially in jock market. So in jock market, it's going to be about the price relative to their performance. In conventional daily, you need to know the projection ownership because that's where the leverage is found. Again, jock market is easier in that regards. It's just shop cheap that's where profit is in the cheap aisles in DraftKings, you don't know who's going to be in the cheap aisles and in more expensive aisles so again there's just some application about how these games are different and why i think we're able to do well at both so again the projections are going to be very similar the pricing in dk again very similar so what does that mean for jock market the pricing will also most likely end up pretty similar except for one player when we get to projected own let me just back up to the salary between 6.2 and 7.4 lamar at 7.4 Derek carr at 6.2 but the quarterback that probably 
stands out as far as projection ownership is Russell Wilson at only 4%. Now, I don't know if we want to go get there against Houston, you know, so is some upside. The market might actually correct to that as they wise up to the matchup. I try not to pay up, though. Wilson is at 7.2. I try to be cheap at quarterback unless they run, right? We're always looking for upside to pull the top off of the slate. That is always at the key, is, again, especially for jock market. Again, the closer to the top of the slate, the higher of a percentage payoff you get. DraftKings, again, that's not the case. You can have the best player in the slate and still be terrible. In jock market, if you're pretty well levered on one of the best players in the slate, you're probably going to end up in the black. Again, one of the reasons why it's such a great game. All right, running backs, again, no surprises here. So we're blowing through the blue chips. Again, you hop over to YouTube, right screenshot, the image that I make myself, feel free to get up in the comments and tell me how lovely of a job I'm doing working on social media and tag Pat and let him know how good of a hire I am. Because again, I do, I never made a graphic before in my life. I keep pumping this stuff because I'm so proud of it. I think it really looks good. I think it's very helpful to have this kind of information at your fingertips. Jonathan Taylor, Christian McCaffrey, Leonard Fournette, Joe Mixon, Saquon Barkley, and Cordero Patterson. Keep an eye on that. Everyone projected for above 19 and a half. Again, pricing really at the four here. Patterson down at 6,000. No one cheaper than 6.7. Taylor up at 9.9. So cost going to be a big part of it. Scoot over to projection. Own Cordero Patterson at 7%. Guess who I'll be circling across the board. Remember, we're about to fast forward and do a little bit of cost per point. Someone may pop up on that list as well. And if somebody pops up on both the top overall but also the penny stocks that's why you really want to watch all of this show i know i'm <laughs> i don't know how much more info you get in 30 minutes as if you're trying to fast forward this screw you people who listen to stuff in two times good luck with that one up against the motor mouth from the micro machines commercial if you remember that let me know so Cordero Patterson, the only player below 12%. Taylor and Mixon at 13, right? Taylor's going to have the low ownership with the high total. So he is viable in DK. But again, that doesn't mean I'm going to chase him up above 9 or $10 in, in jock market. I just don't roll like that. McCaffrey, Barkley, and Fournette all above 14. Barkley at 21. Fournette, 17. Yikes. They're going to be hard to get with in DraftKings, just so you know. You know. Wide receivers, it's Cooper Cup, Devontae Adams, Tariq Hill, Debo, Amon Ross St. Brown, and Michael Pittman. The top two clearly separated. So where when we mentioned quarterbacks and all those projections being very similar, the wide receiver projections are not. And again, though you don't want to overreact to decimal points, I'm not saying you do want to react to entire points, but you need to pay attention to percentile. That is really where these things are determined. Cooper Cup, 25.4. Devontae Adams is next at 20.8. That's ridiculous. Cooper Cup's projected for 25% more than the next player. And Devontae Adams at 20.8. Next is Tariq Hill at 17. And there we get the club. Tariq Hill, Debo, Amon Ron, Pittman, all between 16.7 and 17.2. Call them all a tie, people. So there's a big difference there. It's Cooper Cup way ahead of the crowd. Devontae Adams as a clear B. And then the entire field. So just keep that in mind. Over the tight ends we go. It's Mark Andrews, Albert Okabunum. Oh, of course, he totally juked us. I'm so mad. He was one of my biggest best ball ownerships in the beginning. I know me and my boy, who is not really my boy, but I follow his work, Davis Matek, um, Matic was big on Albert. Oh, we even had the funeral. I believed it. And now we went out and he's like, tight end one. I can't believe it, man. We should have been... I didn't really buy into the dip like I should have. Then it's Dalton Schultz who should... Even though with the bad quarterback situation now in Dallas, he's the only guy they're going to throw to CD Lambs, got like three or four, you know, people following him around every single play. To Tyler Higby, Darren Waller, and Pat Fryermuth, everybody between 
13 and a half and 11 from Schultz to with at the bottom. Okabunum at 15. Mark Andrews at 17. I also believe in that one. Yeah, again, remember, these are median. Mark Andrews has the potential to pop the top. He didn't have a great game. I do expect the bounce back. So there's a look at the blue chips and just how we go after it. Remember, quarterback needs to be dealt with differently because the projections are all clumped together so much. Then you need to work over to projection and again, because the projections are so tight, that's a great place to look to save. Trying not to be too cute in the other positions. Again, a player like Taylor can get you leverage in DK because people are afraid of the price. In jock market, a guy like Taylor, maybe you make the exception for him above $8, but really people remember the highest you can return is 25 Once you're at $10, it's two and a half to one to be the best player on a slate at a 200 It's very, very difficult. I'd much rather make my money at the bottom. So that's the first segment and the blue chips. Holler at you, your boy, if you're big spending today. All right, popping it on over to the penny stocks. If you noticed, I'm actually going to try and take a breath between segments. That's for the producers. I went and listened back and I realized, gosh, I'm such a maniac. You don't always need to be the Tasmanian devil. It's just kind of how I roll. I I mean, listen, I've always said I want my shows to be the absolute best. And if they don't work out and I end up off air, it won't be for lack of effort, right? This stuff is like super important to me. And it's also really important that if I'm going to be spending my time not focusing on making money in these things, that, you know, I'm providing the very best information. Please rate, review, and subscribe. And if you think you got anything of value, how to use projections, how to apply these numbers to the different formats, then please stick your cartoon finger inside me. Press that like button on YouTube because it matters way more than it should. All right. So penny stocks, this has evolved over the weeks and the feedback has been awesome. Thank you very much. This this is really where we're going to butter our bread, both in DFS and in jock market. Again, everybody knows who the best players are. We're looking for the best values. So by position, we've got quarterback, running back, wide out and tight end, projected points, opponent, salary. And then where it gets interesting, the work that I do being a nefarious cheapskate, having had to bet professionally and trade professionally after being having a very bad injury, losing a job to keep the lights on for several years in New York City, something that's not easy, something that again I, I I only do this stuff as a supplement now because again it's so incredibly difficult. I want to make I make I'd like to make it very clear. You know I think transparency is very important. I do bet at a high level, but it's not the only thing we do. And in fact, you should always be looking for more steady sources of income before you get into risk ventures. Again, we're going to talk about that stuff another day. So. The cost per point analysis is really where I wanted to get, and I think it's where we're now sticking out as far as male media goes and this new understanding of it. So let's dive right on in. Again, you could jump over to YouTube and screenshot this stuff because I do think it's important. And I also think it's important to see the entire field because as we now begin to see the daily field in this lens, we'll begin to start understanding the numbers a bit better. So let's get on into it. Daniel Jones, Trevor Lawrence, the best quarterbacks per point. And that kind of alludes to what I was getting at before. Their projections are at 19.6 and 19.8 respectively. Again, a tie pretty much in lockstep with the other projections. So... If the salaries are 5.1, 5 5.3, again, Jones and Lawrence respectively, their cost per points are both below $267, where you can't see that 
for the other players. I actually have it up, you know, there. Russell Wilson, which I mentioned before, at 331. Kyler Murray at 357. That's a tremendous disparity, meaning they're at least 30 to 35% back of the napkin math of a worse value if you subscribe to these projections. Remember, these the salary here is objective, it's stagnant. The projections are our input to fill in, but you really do see a correlation to jock markets. So, JM players, this stuff really matters. It absolutely does. Keep your eye on this course per point stuff. These are going to be the players that pop up at the bottom of the list. Every single player that we like is showing up at like $354 or below, where now you don't have to have that kind of return. Let's get into that again. I know it's very important. People are not covering this stuff uh, as, as far as it pertains to jock market. So if we're at $4 or below, we need to be the 50th player to return. And then when some of our players are dropping down below $350, we are at $57. Well, now we're talking about needing to be in the bottom, you know, just the top 25%. You're going to have scratches and players that don't belong. Like there is some dead space in there, which is great. And you also get a dollar back on every single share. Remember, even the worst player returns a dollar. So that $350 is really only $250. You have a chance to get to $25. That's a thousand percent return. And that's how, again, you could float your entire portfolio. So gold star on my big nose for doing a good job explaining why jock market's so good, man. It's going to be hard to do it any better than that. So Daniel Jones and Trevor Lawrence going off really cheap, both with 4 and 5% ownership. Going to be hard to get away from those guys. Plus Daniel Jones runs, something I mentioned before. Expect him to be my lineup, right? So that's pretty easy how we walk you through using this stuff to get to your answer. They check all the boxes. The projection, the cost per point, and the ownership is there for both Jones and Lawrence. They both run a little bit, and they both have the potential to do their thing against Carolina and Indianapolis. So let's get into the running backs. That one, pretty easy for me. The skill positions, running back and wide out. This we're going to get into a little bit more in particular with wide outs because I think usage is the most important thing we could focus on. I've got my teeth sunk into some advanced statistics, which I know I've kind of bashed in the past, but now that I have my, I've been into the, you know, uh, the Galaxy's Library, the Jedi Temple Library, and I've been able to pull, it's so funny, from a phone book, I probably pulled like eight or nine stats that I like, but the ones I like I think are really, really good. We're going to end up doing work on those. So let's do the running backs first. It's Leonard Fournette, going to be tough because they did mention that high 17% ownership, but the 25-point projection at only 6.7 thousand lands him at the same $270 cost per point that we're getting on the most discounted quarterback considering that field. I mean, this absolutely has to pop. There are times, gosh, there are just times where you have to get the chalk dust on your face, and I hate to do it. But I'm doing it with Leonard Fournette this week. It's going to be very hard to get away from him. His usage was pretty ridiculous, um, if I remember if I remember correctly. Leonard Fournette was just crazy. He had 21 rushes for a buck, 27. That's better than six yard per rush. He also had two catches for 10 yards, 23 total touches, nearly six yard scrimmage yards per touch. I mean, that's just all the great stuff that you want. 57% run success rate. Like He was just really good. And Tom Brady really likes him, which is the most important thing you can have. They're at New Orleans. We're expecting a close game, which is perfect for Fournette. I think he gets all the goal line carries. going to be hard to get away from him. Then my boy Cordero Patterson. So remember, there's I, this lady has just been very good to me as far as making it easy for a yo-yo like myself to explain this as simple as possible. Corderell Patterson popped on the total board. Now he's popping on the value board. You just take him. Both of these guys. I almost I think under that circumstance, because again, doing this work is 
always a set of conditionals, right? If this, then that. If this, then that. And then you create, you know, priorities where you supersede ones and skip and you have these logic trees, right? That's what we're all doing at the end of the day. Gosh, if a guy's blue-chipped and penny-stocked, I almost think you ignore ownership. Remember, you don't have to be that cute. And maybe, as far as jock market, that's where we draw up our exceptions to get to the $10. You know, again, I'm, these are still really all a work in progress, and now they expanded the field, so as the game changes, also must our execution. You know, I think it's really important to be malleable when you're getting involved in risk ventures. There's a feather in your cap, right? Who cares what happens to these games come Wednesday? Hopefully that was a lesson you could take with you again. Press the cartoon finger if you think it was. All right, into the wide receivers we go. And again, this is where it's going to be separate because value, a lot of times, I think it points to slot guys, the same way tight ends are going to pop as far as value, which in... DK is probably better for cash than tournaments because I think a lot of times their ceilings are capped. But because they're cheap, they can pay off opening the door for better players. Jock market, it's totally price dependent. If they're cheap, you just smash it. Remember, jock market, every single play is independent of the other. So there is no like, I don't want to say there is no stacking, players correlate, right? That That exists. But the correlation is less important than the price. Meaning, right, you could love a quarterback to wide receiver combination, tight end included. But if the quarterback is too expensive to get down, you know, to get to buy on, you could still get on the wide receiver independent. And any price has a chance to be profitable, even marginally. And you could kind of do your portfolio that way. So there are so many different ways to attack jock market. The same way there are ways to attack the real market. You could go after the top score. I, I don't want to say don't go after the top score, but I, I kind of lop off everybody over $8. Then I look for everybody under, you know, $3.50. That's just been me. And again, I've done very well on main slates, except for last week. Although, again, I think for doing as poorly as I did, be losing like 6 or 8% of my investment is really not bad. I'm telling you, it's, it's really awesome. The back doors, because that's what this stuff's all about, the back door and the cartoon figure. So it's Jacoby Myers. Curtis Samuel, Noah Brown, Ben Skournick, and Zay Jones get back on track eventually. Tight projections. Skournick, the lowest at 9.6, probably the first one we'd get rid of. Topping out with Myers at 14.4. In these cases, because the pricing is so low, Samuel at 4.6. Maya's 14.1. Pittsburgh defense did look pretty good, though they will be without Watt, but the secondary is pretty good, and the Patriot passing offense didn't look good. So for the equal projection, equal price, Maya Samuel. Scoot over to the ownership, right? The logic tree. Samuel at 6, Myers at 5. You've got to get with Samuel today. I watched that game. He was the featured player on that team. He's running the ball... In every situation, he's going to be important to that team. you got to get with Samuel while he's healthy. And Detroit was terrible. And the offense is really good in Detroit. So make sure you're on Lions games just throughout. Everybody gets an automatic bounce. Make sure we're doing that. Everybody on both sides of the Detroit games goes out. They're a pop for 70 points every single week as far as game total goes. So I think I'm out on Myers, regardless of the 312. Though it is nice and cheap, it's pretty equal to quarter roll Patterson. So there's course per point across positions where, no, thank you. Where Samuel at 319, hey, you see we're starting to climb already, right? Those gives you an idea of how cheap those other players were.
a little more comparable as far as usage, topside, and matchup. Again, logic tree weights on the scale. Try to have no one thing tip the whole thing for your decision-making. Uh, and Jockmart, again, that makes it excellent. The, again, 14 greater than sides. What am I getting at? In DraftKings, everybody's equally levered, meaning you have nine positions to fill and everybody's the same. You can't what you can't get more Devante than Okabunum. In Jock Market, that's what it's all about. You can have one share of the top. And again, that's another interesting way to play it. I know some people do that. They set aside a total amount of money per player. Let's call it $9. So they're willing to buy one share of the best players, chase it up to nine bucks, three shares of the cheapest players down at three, and then any combination in between. And that'll kind of keep you from being too overlevered, but it opens the pathway to maximum ROI. Again, why we're doing so well because I think our understanding here not just myself I, my own is there because I'm, I'm a derivatives trader I hope I understand this, this stuff you know but the way that I've been able to get it to people the reactions I'm telling you Patty Mayo had tipped my man I don't know if he's listening but he is the goat the people that are, are gravitate to him are awesome it kind of shows in the character of people he surrounds himself with so this is another lesson for life be surrounded with positive people that are into positive things and you'll find your entire life like moves forward negative people are going to look to knock you down even if, as good of a friend to think you're on that's just how life is all right let's get back into the bottom half of these guys noah brown toxic qb situation 11.4 the 3.8 leaves you at 333 cost per point same for scourick and same for z jones where jones is interesting is he does have the double digit projection and the 4.3 but because we may be pairing him with lawrence right so the money you're going to save on quarterback and lawrence you could get to jones if that's a nut combination they're so cheap, right, altogether that's 9.7 DK box, and you have a chance to totally pop. So keep those guys in mind. Jock Market, the same tight end. Albert O just ran away with this one, projected for nearly 15 points at 3.7, a $250 course per point. I think he's the highest valued player on the entire slate, almost objectively. Like, by any kind of projection-based lens, Albert O right there with, you know, Leonard Fournette. So, you want to get, with those guys, I think that's really going to be the base of our portfolio, and the DK slate should be, start with Fournette, Patterson, Albert O, and then get weird. Allow, allow the, the ownership to get wherever it needs to be. Though Patterson right now looking pretty low, Albert O already at 12, him and Fournette, they're probably going to climb. Patterson might as well, but Patterson then makes a must, okay? So, again... The formula, the calculus, as fast as I talk, we try and make these, put these things into kind of compartmentalized bins so we're able to make objective decisions that we're proud of at the end of the day. I think that's really the most, right, that's the most important thing. That we know we're going to lose sometimes, but when we lose, I, I could show you the work. Like, that's why I lost. And, and if you don't like it, correct the process. Don't complain about the outcome. Correct the process, right? Man, I'm just sticking feathers in a cap all over the place. Rate, review, and subscribe to the audio-only prod, prod. And then stick a cartoon finger inside of me on YouTube and make sure you download the Jock Market app. Five-star reviews on the pod, probably the nicest thing you could do. Those things, man, they get traction. That's what this content world is all about. So that's the penny stock. I hope everybody, you know, enjoyed that stuff. And just, again, how we digest it, how we use it. I didn't really get to all the more advanced um, usage stats that I have. Again, we only have so much time here. You know, it can be very, very difficult. Um, see if anything really stuck out. Yeah, Curtis Samuel, you know, th uh, 36 routes for him. He had a 30.6% target per route run. I mean, just excellent. 75% route per snap. 11 targets, 8 receptions. He was just a huge part of the receiving game, and he was running the ball. So, like, he's a total standout. Zay Jones also, 41 routes run, 78 route participation route. Um, 
percentage, nine targets, six receptions, and he had one, I think, hit off his hands in the end zone. So, you know, keep your eye on those guys in particular. Let's round, um, I was going to say round third. Gosh, baseball analogy, sorry. Let's get it in the red zone and punch this one in. All right, here we go. It's a third part. We've got a week two, a player prop brought to you by Jock Market Single Player Prop. These are right around even. I think we're just below even on purely to show picks. I waited to the very end to pump it. Patty said it was cool. I do have the Patreon page going. It's free for right now. We're going to make it free for the rest of the month. Let me earn it. Then it'll just be $2 a week, so $8 a month. But there's so much stuff. We're doing a CLV Moneyline report. If you heard me on Patty's Pat Mayo experience, it's awesome. We're getting in front of these half-line moves every single day. It's I'm, real, I'm talking to some of the most well-known professional gamblers in the world in my DMs, and they're kind of in disbelief. They're going through the through the five stages of grief right now that somehow I we kind of used, again, trading techniques to read the tape, find pockets of volume, as far as the price disparities go, to predict for the line shifts. And it's been really successful. So even if the picks are not great, hopefully you find value in the other work I do. That's why I do the MLB tools as well. I know we're going to lose bets sometimes. Though, we did really well in the alt reception props. That wasn't on the show. I did post that on Patreon again, which is free. You can follow on Twitter. You can follow everything for free right now. It's all 100% free. Hopefully we pay, can have you pay for the season with these props. I think we're going to do really well. We got beat up on Juju. But Everett... And Mike Williams both hit all props. The everyone was at plus 230, right? That's how you kind of get paid in this one. So today, let's just do it really, really quick. It's a single prop. It is Donovan, Peoples-Jones for the Balkan Dogs and the Cleveland Browns. Going up against my J-E-T-S, Jets, Jets, Jets. Let's handicap it as quick as we can. The Jets stink, and everybody beats up on them. All right, thank you, people. I'll be here every week. No, all right, we can do a little bit better than that, though the Jets do certainly stink. Uh, Duvernay and Bateman both went over 55, so we are just looking for 39 and a half. Got to get to that 40 mark. Should get there. New York Jets, bottom three and past DVOA. And the game skip kind of protected them against Baltimore, right? They were getting beat up. It wasn't really the kind of thing where the offense would be on their giddy-up. Bottom three in defensive drive success rate at 58%, basically allowing defenses to do whatever they want. They're also tied for second worst in the league in splash plays. These are one of the things that I'm starting to get into as far as impactful stats. Again, hopefully the reason that everybody's sticking around for this show. I really want this stuff to matter. And if you have any questions, you can always hit me up on Twitter or get up in the comments on YouTube, do our very best to get to everybody, or get me on Twitter at J-O-H-N-L-A-G-H-E-Z-Z-A, or you can, you know, search MLB, NFL, moving averages, I try to make myself as accessible as possible, so splash plays are just everything good, it's sacks, it's pressures, phones lost, interceptions, third and fourth down, short stops, like, all the stuff that you really want, the Jets, of course, are at the very, very bottom and then the thing we're looking for probably more than anything always is usage so donovan people jones just really popped cleveland he's you know he's a top option there in the passing game and again the jets are really really bad so i think they're gonna come out looking to throw so he played 62 percent of the snaps which is really good Targeted on 33% of his routes, which is very good. 1.8 yard per route run, which is a little better than average. 11 targets, which of course is excellent. He only came down with six, but again, I'm thinking every game they're going to get a little bit better. I don't think Jacoby Brissett is good by any stretch, but I do think continuity matters in football, right? I'm not going to get away from my base principles. He had 73% of his snaps out wide. 
and 36% of his targets are more than 10 yards. Of course, we're always going to be looking for some depth that hopefully he can get it in just one or two plays. Again, the Jets are susceptible to absolutely everything. They're really, really bad. So give me the top, you know, basically the top passing option. I guess it's Cooper, but still, <laughs> I just I laugh when I see depressed Player props against bad teams. That's I think that's how you get it done. I think everyone gets too cute looking at averages opposed to medians, first of all, but just looking for averages as opposed to the matchup, right? That's where players feast. Bad passing offense is going to have their best game of the year against the worst teams. It's just how it is. I remember when I was doing my best ball research, you're looking for spike weeks. Davis Mills popped at that, right? So he's not really great, but he had a few, like, 28-point games, which is what you're looking for. Teams that can pop when the matchup is there, and I think this is one of them. Just a bar is set so incredibly low for a second passing option for a team that's, you know, favored by six points at least. So I think they get there. All right. So smash that DPJ. And if you're looking for more in the full book, catch me. Again, it's on Patreon, but it's free. So just follow me on Twitter. You can get all of my work there right now. I'm streamlining everything because I am everywhere on The Athletic. I know people are digging the Speculator article. If you're like a deep league fantasy player, I got you covered, yo. I I hang out with some pretty real fantasy players. And they were making fun of me like, oh, you're not going to have anything helpful for me. I am going to be helpful for even the 15-team leaguers. That's what fantasy football, I think, is all about being first. Every, the same waiver articles, everyone's got that. You're not coming for me for that. You're coming for me for the little bit extra, the nuance, and the context. Ooh, daddy. And that will do it for the fastest show in NFL. Absolutely anywhere, pushing up against the half-hour mark. But sorry, producers, and sorry, Pat. But the main slate show's got to be a little bit longer. We have so much to get to. There's so many different matchups to focus on. So if you enjoyed... What we're doing and you're picking up what we're putting down, please rate, review, and subscribe to the audio-only pod. The five-star review would be the very best thing you could do. Putting my name in it will probably get you. I'll send you a few blows. <laughs> right? I'm going to start buying it buy direction. You know what? We're going to get to a point where it's, it's worth it. Actually, I probably just had another million-dollar idea. Anyway, <laughs> not, people are not cheating in this world. So, all right. Before I get myself into trouble, man, get myself canceled. That will do it. From the fastest show in NFL anywhere. Rate, review, and subscribe to the show. Hit the YouTube like button. That stuff really matters. Subscribe to the channel to catch all the really great stuff here at The Mix. Daily fantasy sports, picks, and bets on the Mayo Media Network. With your host, John Legaza. So, enjoy the games. Enjoy your day. And when we're done with the book, enjoy that pay everybody i'll catch you on the flip side and remember when you work this hard it feels a lot less like luck babe